All right, question. Who are the bidders looking to buy the Halos and how come we don't know their names yet? And the Angels are going to pick 11th in next year's draft. Is that position a really good one to get a great player? And Shohei Otani plans to pitch more in 2023. How much more? We'll tell you. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is, of course, free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The best way to help us out, give us a rate and a review. We appreciate that. Those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here with us for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, we've uh, got some news in regards to the ownership situation with the Angels. In fact, we heard from Rob Manfred last week and kind of how that deal is progressing. As longtime Angel fans, we have sort of suffered through this ownership reign of Artie Marino. It started out real great, and the last half of it was not real great. So we are grateful to, to move on, and hopefully Artie can ride off into the sunset with his billions and he'll be happy we'll be happy everybody will be happy it'll be great and <laughs> and so as longtime fans we are very interested in who is going to step into this role coming up and possibly even by opening day according to Rob yeah. Manfred let me go to the quote here he said there's multiple parties involved in the bidding for the angels and that it's his understanding that the club would like to have the sale resolved by opening day however wow that depends on the bidding process and how quickly they can get it done. So that's kind of some eye-opening news because in all the discussion of selling the team, it's been, well, it could take a year. It could be right. halfway through next season. It could be 2024. So to to get it done by opening day, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I got a couple questions, John. Normally, it feels like potential owners' names or at least the one that's actually in the lead, mm-hmm. it, it seems like they released those names, and we know it in, mm. in, in the public square. Like when the Dodgers were going to be purchased, Magic Johnson in that group was made known, and then, of course, mm-hmm. Steve Cohen with the Mets, he was made known. It feels weird that we don't know the names of the owners yet, and so yeah. do you think there's a is there like a behind-the-scenes bidding war still happening as they're running the numbers and looking at financial records and all of that stuff? Do you think there's a bidding war that's happening that we're not aware of? I know that there are rumored names, obviously. Joe Lacob yeah. from Golden State Warriors, Stan Kroenke, who owns the Rams, has been rumored. There's an ownership group from Japan who is rumored to be interested. Uh, the owner of the LA Times has been rumored to be interested, and I think he, I believe he has a stake in the Lakers. Okay. And so there's rumors. There's certainly a lot of names yeah. out there in terms of rumors. Yeah, but you but know what? I'm tired of TMZ I know, MLB. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I want to know. I just, it feels weird. Yeah, there's no, there's no definitive answers yet. And I think the reason why we don't have that yet is the the last we heard before this Manfred quote was that they they were running like background checks on yeah. potential owners and then once those are complete then the financials are released to those pot- potential owners so that these owners know what they're getting themselves into how much sure. the the budget is and yada 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 all that to say uh, th- yeah there's a lot happening behind the scenes but it's weird that no names have 
come up yet yeah. as a yeah. sure thing or hey we're working with this p- person or this person and you're right like we we had that information before when it came to like the Dodgers you have the interested groups and who could be a bidder but yeah as usual we're not getting very much information out of the Angels on the business side on the on the right. playing side and and the winter meeting side and the team side yeah we got all kinds of great news so <laughs> that's sure. been a positive but yeah on the on the business side been a bit of a mystery i don't know why yeah i'm trying to remember in 03 when already bought the team i'm trying to remember when we actually knew that he was the guy Mm. it felt like it was quick right we knew that the angels were for sale and then we won the world series but we knew that there was a process of a new owner coming in and Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if i remember this correctly but i think already was there when the angels won the world series or was involved in some way like we we were aware of him so he was coming yeah it just feels weird it feels weird that we don't know anybody and again i don't i i love the rumors and it feels like there's a lot of really good potential owners out there but i would love i'd love to know who the guys are and maybe that's one of the reasons why they're not releasing it maybe it's a new protocol because they don't want to have like well these people lost and this guy won or this girl Mm. won or this group won you know what i mean yeah that makes sense Uh, the other big question here is if the new owners are going to take over by opening day like manfred said that they were aiming for what does that mean for this team and what does that mean for them at the trade deadline if we have brand new ownership this season for 2023 i think one thing that is promising is just the fact that we've already set the highest budget the angels have ever had and yeah perry manassian said yesterday i was encouraged by his quote that wasn't like i have no limitations or Oh, if we have the right player, we'll we'll make the right move. It's it, yeah. it's always been these vague platitudes. And yesterday he said, you know, hey, it's certainly a possibility we could go over the luxury tax. And again, that's still not a definitive answer, but that's better than you know, oh, the right player at the right time, or I have no limits. Right. Or, <laughs> it, yeah. it felt it felt different. And so I think that's one result of new ownership. Even though we yes. don't have new ownership, like we're yes. already seeing the results. If that makes sense. But yeah, what does this mean for the team? Going into 2023, if we have a new ownership group by the by opening day. It feels like Artie isn't directing this. It feels like mm. some, somebody else is directing this because mm-hmm. as Angel fans can affirm, like it's always been the big splash and then we just kind of piece it together. And it even feels like somebody else is running this because of how Perry has been so open. And yeah. we're going to talk a little bit more about that on tomorrow's show in his interview, right. but He's been really open and really honest. In fact, the guys on MLB Network said, hey, thanks for being so frank. Like, thanks for being so vulnerable with us because most of the time we get kind of these platitudes and we get GM speak. And so I, I really think that this this will affect the team in a positive way. I mean, right now we're the, the fifth highest payroll mm-hmm. going into 2023 and mm-hmm. there's still some moves to be made. But we're higher than the Dodgers, which is incredible because the Dodgers just spend and spend and spend. And so this will be an interesting season and an interesting trade deadline it feels like we're going to be a player we're not going to be somebody who's just getting played right <laughs> yeah no kidding dodgers are waiting on the uh trevor bauer news and whether they're going to have mm. to spend 60 million whether they owe him 60 million so Woo! that's the latest i've read about them is are we Dodge gonna have to pay bullet. this guy or not pay this guy? yeah no kidding yeah. uh so that's what's holding them up in terms of payroll now yeah. third question mike what does this mean for otani and a potential long-term deal. Man, I look at the Aaron Judge contract, and yeah. I'm like, Otani's going to get more. 
He's going to yeah, get more than that. It's going to sure. be it's going to be 500 million. <laughs> That's what I think. I think it's well, going to be something like that. With the rumors of the Padres offering Aaron Judge or Arson Judge, however you want to talk about <laughs> him, uh with the rumors of the Padres offering him a 10-year uh $400 million deal, yeah. that I think is probably where the Shohei numbers might fall. And again, mm-hmm. we'll talk about this in Perry's interview tomorrow, but one of the things that he said was that his kids would not speak to him if Shohei's not on this team <laughs> I anymore, wouldn't either. right? And again, <laughs> he's been really honest, and he's yeah. been really forthright. I, I think they're going to do everything they can to retain this guy, and I think they're going to do everything they can to make this a competitive team. And it really feels like that's what they're doing. It really feels like that's the move that they're making. I, I just I, I know that the numbers are going to be strong. And with a new ownership group coming in, I think that they're going to to pay the man. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to, he's going to he's going to break some sort of records. But I think that what we're finding with Shohei as well is that he is somebody who really likes this team and wants to win mm-hmm. with this team and really wants to perform really, really well. Absolutely, yeah. So it's only good news the sooner that we get ownership. It's only good news the faster that it happens because it allows us to get a deal done with Shohei because the 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 cement will be dry. We'll know yeah. who's going to be the ownership of this team. We know who's going to be running the team, and Shohei will know that as well, and that's a big factor in making a decision And I feel like the next owner will inspire more confidence in the fans to get a deal done for Shohei Otani come next season. Coming up on Lockdown Angels, we're going to talk about Otani and ask the question, how often will he pitch in 2023? There's some info out there. There's some conversations out there, and we're going to share why it's a good thing for the Halos. But first, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're going to help you out, make sure that you make the right bets and, and, and spend the right money. They're really, really helpful there. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Major League Baseball conducted its first draft lottery on Tuesday, Johnny, yeah, yeah. at the winter meetings, and the Pittsburgh Pirates walked away with the biggest prize, the number one yes, pick in the, the 2023 draft. Our friends over at Locked On Pirates were stoked about mm-hmm. that, and so they're hopeful that they can get a really great player. Nationals secured the second pick. The Tigers got number three. Rangers got number four. Twins got number five, while the A's rounded out the top six determined by the lottery right and so that was really got screwed yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they did and and that's that's the lottery right that's what happens and um the angels actually get the 11th pick and they are going to be selecting obviously from that spot so the question we're asking is is that a great spot for a great player so john Mm. and i you you and i decided to 
look back at the last 10 drafts and look at the 11th pick in the draft. And so why don't we go back and forth and just talk through who was picked at number 11 in the last few years. Why don't you start with 2022? The Mets had that selection. Let me first say that we lost a spot. We should have been 10th, but we, we got did pick yes. at 11th. <laughs> yeah. Good old draft lottery. Classic angel move. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Uh, Mets selected Kevin Parada out of Georgia Tech. He's in single A currently. He's 21 years old. He's number three in their organization rankings. So that's a great first pick right there. Yeah. Uh, in 2021, the Nationals had the 11th pick. They picked Brady House. That just is a that's a good baseball name. That's, that's a good a sports name, name, right? What a he's a shortstop. Dude. He's out of uh, Winderborough High School in Georgia. He's in single A. He's 19 years old. And right now he sits fifth in their org chart in prospects. And so the last two years, there's been some really great selections, some young guys who have really risen to the to the highest ranks in their organization. What about 2020, John? 2020, the White Sox took Garrett Crochet. He's a left-handed pitcher out of Tennessee. He's expected to be in the majors uh, soon, but he's out with Tommy John, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, 2019, the Blue Jays selected some guy named Alec Manoa. Alex Manoa. <laughs> he is an all-star and an incredible pitcher, and and like that was a that's a great selection. And he's a Absolutely. pitcher I would love to have on our team. And so in 2019, it was Alec Manoa. I didn't realize he got there so fast. I mean, I knew he yeah. was in the league, but I didn't realize he was 2019. So that's great. Right. 2018, the Orioles drafted Grayson Rodriguez. He's a right-handed pitcher, number two in the organization. He's going to compete for a starting position in spring training. So that's very likely he makes the rotation. The Orioles got some good good young guys on their team. Yeah. If I'm an Orioles fan, Especially I'm excited pitchers. about that. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, Chicago selected third baseman Jake Berger. He played hey. two seasons in the MLB in 2020 and, or I'm sorry, 2021 and 2022. He's more of a backup infielder for them right now. Not a star, just kind of filling a role, maybe like a Gio Urshela, Louis Renjifo type of player where he can play all over the infield. Get this, Mike. In 2016, the Mariners selected Kyle Lewis, There's who a was an outfielder and was a rookie of the year in 2020 and just got traded to the D-backs yep. for Cooper Hummel. Yep. And so the, the the story of Kyle Lewis in Seattle is over, unfortunately. Yeah, 2015, the Reds actually drafted Tyler Stevenson. He's a catcher. This guy's a stud. He's, he's great. Our friends at Locked On Reds actually just interviewed him recently and yeah. super great guy. In 2021, he had a really strong year. 2022 was full of injuries, but they're expecting him to bounce back and be a major player this next season. And then we had a 2014 Max Pentecost. There you go. There's a good name. Uh, he's a he's a catcher, and the Jays took him. He's been up and down in the majors and minors, and he actually retired in 2019. 2013, the Mets drafted Dominic Smith. He's a first baseman, had one full season in 2021, 145 games. The other five, he hadn't played more than 85 games, so he's really been riddled with injuries. And then here's a name I hadn't heard in a very long time. 2012, yeah. the A's took Addison Russell for shortstop. He had a promising career. He won the World Series with the Cubs in 2016, but he hasn't played in the MLB since 2019. Yeah, he's in the KBO and also in the Mexican League right now, and so had some issues at home, domestic violence issues, and so was released, and that's why we haven't seen him in a long time. And I remember when he got traded. I think he got traded for Jeff Samarja um, for the AZ. He kind of went for it, and they traded this rookie and sent him to the Cubs, and he ended up playing really well for the Cubs, but 
um, <laughs> it became uh, not a good story there. So our take on the 11th spot is that it really hasn't been a a prime spot to get a really prime player every single year. It's kind mm-hmm. of been hit and miss. But the the really the the big take here, Johnny, is that drafting players is really dependent upon your organization's ability to identify and develop those players. Right. And and we've really brought in some great people to help develop those players. Here's what's interesting. When we looked at the last 10 drafts with the Angels, there was mm-hmm. only one draft where they didn't actually select somebody but we've kind of drafted around that 11th spot we've been higher we've been lower john there's some really quality names that we've selected won't you give us those names yeah listen to this i mean sam bachman obviously reed detmers was a huge one uh, we can't skip over zach netto from the last yeah from the last draft yep. either will wilson was interesting we had to trade him to salary dump zach kozart and i heard that the uh, giants just let go of Will Wilson. Oh, um, not good. Or DFA him, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Adams is another name. Joe Adele, obviously. Matt Thice, Taylor Ward, Sean Newcomb. This one hurts. CJ Crone. Oh, man. And then remember Taylor Lindsay. That's yes. a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking off air about Taylor Lindsay and our, our nephew, Tyler, huge Angel fan. He was a big believer that Taylor was going to be the David Fletcher before David Fletcher, that he was going to hold down mm-hmm. second base for us. And uh, he, he ended up hitting like Jeff Mathis and not playing defense like Jeff Mathis. <laughs> and our nephew was like 12, too. So what the heck did he know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. So there's, there's a lot of good names there with a lot of potential so really it just comes down to this mike if the halos can get a good player in their first pick we have a lot more confidence these days that the angels are going to be able to develop that player it's not just enough to get the right player you got to be able to sustain what makes them good yeah perry manassian and just the way that the minor leagues are changing i think you and i can have a lot more confidence in how these players are going to develop moving forward well phil nevin was interviewed this week about shohei otani and he said that shohei is going to pitch every six days as much as possible can i just say that Phil Nevin, he was looking sharp, man. He had the fresh haircut. <laughs> hey, he's got a he looked. He's like, got a new job. <laughs> he's got a new job. I mean, and that, and that was kind of nice. It was like exuding confidence. He felt good up there on the on the microphone and yep. and spoke well of the team. And he's excited to work with the front office. He's he's doing everything right. <laughs> yeah, it's got to feel good to know that you're the guy, right? You're Even the guy. though you got a one year contract, it's got to it's got to feel good to know like I have an opportunity here and. If I'm Phil Nevin, I'm pretty fired up about mm-hmm. the team that Perry Manassian has put together. I, I'm mm-hmm. excited about it. I'm thinking that we're gonna we're gonna go far. Now the Angels do expect, speaking of of their pitching rotation and Shohei, they do expect to have a six man rotation, so that's not yes. gonna change. And right now it's gonna be Shohei, Tyler Anderson, Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers. Uh, they're gonna have Jose Suarez, and then they'll if they sign somebody, they'll slot in there, or perhaps maybe a Griffin Canning or or somebody from the minor leagues, perhaps mm-hmm. like a Chase Silseth will slot in there. And so we're kind of hopeful that maybe they do sign somebody, Michael Lorenzen is still out there and obviously Noah Syndergaard is still out there not sure if that would be an improvement we can talk about that on a different day but 
Last year, Shohei pitched on the seventh day a lot when there was an off day in between his starts. Mm-hmm. This year, the plan, according to Phil, is that they're actually going to skip someone if there's an off day. Now, John, you got a, a graphic. Why don't you, for those watching on YouTube, there's a graphic. For those listening, John's going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain because I had a hard time just picturing it in my head. So if you look at the screen, you can see that on a Monday, Shohei might get a start the second pitcher obviously would start on Tuesday, the third on Wednesday, and yada, yada, yada. If there were to be an off day on that sixth day, instead of having the sixth starter go the next game, Shohei would just pick it up and start that week. So that's why I kind of made that graphic on the screen, just just to show and, and kind of hammer it home that if there's an off day, somebody's getting skipped, right? Yeah. Somebody's going to yeah. get skipped, and probably number six will be skipped, so that Shohei can get more starts this season, which I think is a great thing. Yeah, the plan is to increase his workload in 2023. Uh, And and, and Jeff Fletcher tweeted this out. He said, if if they do that the whole season with zero issues, so no rainouts, no injuries, things like that, uh, that would be 31 starts. Last year, he Mm -hmm. started 28 games, so he'll get at least three more starts. So, Johnny, Mm -hmm. is more Otani a good thing for Otani next season? I think it's the next logical step. I think it's the right direction. I think that the reason why he gets fourth in Cy Young voting and comes in second place in MVP needs more starts, needs more innings. Now, I think he's, I personally think he's done enough to earn those awards, but at the same time, uh, you know, baseball writers, they love their innings pitched. They love their ERAs and their strikeouts. So if, if that's the case, give more, give more opportunity for Shohei to do that. Give Shohei the chance to go out and add possibly 21, 25 more innings, right? Give him a chance to add three starts to his repertoire, to his record, and give him a chance to strike more guys out and give him a chance to compete in the pitching awards and MVP, to be honest. If yeah, he, yeah. I think if, if he had had more innings pitched, it would have been a lot closer than two first-place votes, that's for sure. And right. and uh, let's not even get into the discussion about Goldilocks balls and juice baseballs <laughs> to chase home run records. Yeah. Maybe we'll save that for another time. But sure. good grief, man. It's just like, ha- what do we have to do to show the world that Shohei is the best player in baseball? Yeah. Because... They're certainly adding a lot of hurdles in front of him. So if if Phil Nevin and Shohei want to fire back and give Shohei the opportunity to show everyone who he is, let's do it. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think this is really going to benefit him for the reasons that you said, but I think it's also going to benefit benefit the team because then oh, it's going to be it's going to be Shohei up against their ace. So we're going to see some really great matchups. I mean, I can't wait for that first Jacob Degrom Shohei Otani matchup, right? I can't yeah. wait for that Garrett Cole Shohei Otani matchup. Well, and and even with the <laughs> even with the Astros though, like we're going to be able to see him go up against the Astros and he owned them last season going mm-hmm. four and one. So I think that this is going to benefit the team. It's going to benefit that starting rotation. It's going to benefit those young guys. Having more Shohei is always a good thing. And speaking of Jeff Fletcher, he, when he tweeted this out, somebody was like, oh man, and it's inevitable Angel fans, right? Oh man, this means he's going to get hurt. It means this, it means that, and this is dangerous. <laughs> and, and, and Fletcher said, when is more Shohei a bad thing. It's never yeah. a bad thing, right? It's right. only going to be a good thing. Plus, this guy has a fire in his belly, and he has something that he wants to prove, not just for MVP or maybe even Cy Young, but to actually win. I can see Shohei right. wanting to do that this this next season. Yeah, and the, and the thing about him possibly getting hurt or adding more of his workload, 
He wouldn't do it if he couldn't do it. He would say no. He wouldn't add this yeah, he's stress to his repertoire. And he knows his body. He knows his routine better than any coaching staff on the Angels or anywhere else or on Twitter. <laughs> he knows his body better than anybody <laughs> yeah. else. And so what? he knows how much capacity he can push himself to. And if he wants to add three more starts, if he wants to go out there every sixth day, then more power to him because we need him. He wants to do it. He wants to win. He knows that when he's on the mound, the Angels have a 99.9% chance of winning every time he starts. So I think that this is a, a great move. We don't have to worry about him getting hurt. We don't have to worry about the workload. He can manage it. He knows himself better than anybody else on the team. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out our friends at the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They share some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can get us there at Super Halo Bros. And of course, if you want to comment below the video on YouTube, please do so. We love reading your comments. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, as we mentioned, Perry was interviewed at the winter meetings. And so we're going to talk Perry on Shohei Otani, Perry on Tyler Anderson, and Perry on the moves that they have made so far. We're going to talk all about that. And if there are any other moves, we're going to share those moves with you right here on Locked On Angels. All right, y'all. Well, until that conversation, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.